This is the Fedora Chronicles Network. The Fedora Chronicles radio show number 60 is brought to you by our Zazzle page. Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Now you have one more reason to get up first thing in the morning, get dressed, get a cup of coffee with a lot of our products where you can find at Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. On this episode of the Fedora Chronicles radio show, I talk with Dan Kirk Lexicon, retro punk activist and host of Radio Retro on YouTube and writer and editor of Tupperware Steampunk. We talk about the term retro punk taking hold, the blending of in fighting with them Finish up the conversation haven't gotten together and made a movie yet. Anyway, all that and more on this episode of the Fedora Chronicles Radio Show. But, uh, I had a really exciting weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, I went to Fedporium in Germany. Oh, tell us about that. Yeah, uh, basically it's, uh, well, the, the size of the event uh, was kind of disappointing. Um, because half the vendors cancelled. So, yeah, that wasn't the organizer's fault. So, yeah, that was uh, kind of disappointing, you know, but uh, that's the way it is. You know, a lot of people cancelled because of the rain. So, oh, oh, was it the rain or was it because of the bread axe? Uh, no, no, it was the rain. Okay. Uh, I, I actually, I didn't get any impressions of... Uh, I, I didn't hear anyone talk about BreadX this weekend over there, so. So there you go. So the thing is, is that you and I wanted to just do a special little chat really quick, a uh, mm-hmm. little a little audio for the next Fedora Chronicles radio show, and I might even tack this on to the metaphysical connection. But last week, you and I had a great conversation with some of our fellow retros. Um, I like to call yeah. uh, fellow retronauts, and th- this isn't the first time that you've done this. You've had a lot of uh, roundtable discussions. What exactly do you, do you do you call that the the show that we did together, and and how can other people find it? Um, well, the, it's a YouTube channel. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's a YouTube channel called Radio Retro Future. Um, I'm doing it for a few months now, um, so it's not big yet, but who knows what's going to happen. And we have a segment we call the Anachronistic Society. Exactly. Where we... Sorry? No, exactly. That's. I mean, I love that name. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, the Anachronistic Society. And, uh, yeah, this is where I uh, organize the panels um, on all kinds of subjects. Uh, the one you joined was, uh, you know, our Steam Makers uh, Artists, uh, which was a subject... Uh, Joey Marsacci brought up uh, in my conversation with him. Um, and the next subject will probably be what if steampunk goes mainstream, what you brought up. Right. So, yeah, that's uh, what people have to look forward to. And, uh, yeah, who knows uh, what else we're going to discuss. Um, I, I'm trying to find all kinds of people who bring something unique uh, to, uh, you know, the, the retro futurism. Uh, as I love to call it, rather than steampunk. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot more too. 
I, I like. You know. I, I love the whole idea of just embracing everything retro <laughs> instead of just diesel exactly. punk or just steampunk. Um, let me ask you something. And and now that I got you um, on the audio right now, one of the mm-hmm. questions I want to ask you is. Do you think that there's a rivalry between diesel punk and steampunk, or do you think that one is just so so mainstream and the other isn't that it's not even it's it's not even a competition? Uh, I don't think competition is is the right word. Um, actually, I wanted to talk to you about that sometime uh, more in depth with with Andrew or some other people uh, together for uh, an, also the Anachronistic Society. No, that would be a great. But, that's a that is a great topic. But go ahead. I want to get your your yeah, take on yeah. it first. But uh, my idea about it is that um, there is a book that really encapsulates this very well. Uh, it's the steampunk user manual it's uh, from jeff van der meer the man who also wrote uh, the steampunk bible um i like the steampunk user manual better because it's more um actual than uh, the bible and there there are all kinds of interviews with artists and they really try to get away from the the stereotypical um victorian-esque steampunk they, they want to do more they want to expand and you know embrace more cultures and more time periods and give more their own uh, swing and um what i noticed uh also from you but also from diesel punks in general is that they they really turn inside you know they 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 kind of try to do the opposite like uh, you've got steampunk and then you've got diesel punk and diesel punk is really you know the early 20th century otherwise it's not diesel punk so that that's the the kind of vibe I get uh, from from diesel punks that they really try to separate themselves from from the steampunk while the steampunk tries to you know expand its boundaries. But that's just my observation. I don't know what your opinion on that is. Uh, no, I I think that one of the things that um, I've noticed with a lot of my fellow diesel punkers is that what we're really trying to do is is um, continue the 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 pop culture vibe of the uh, 30s and 40s and early 50s and it the entire illusion like um it's a man in the high castle world whereas it's like um what would it look like if we were still fighting world war ii today or world war ii 0.5 and i do notice that there are a lot of people who try and separate and differentiate from diesel punk from steampunk and diesel punk has been trying really hard to sort of kind of um i i don't know it sort of has a like a redheaded step child vibe to it sometimes where it's trying to like it's trying well you know you know it doesn't really affect me um but you know it's it's uh, you know one of the things that what i tried to do to press with with topware steampunk especially was you know look beyond your boundaries try to you know find new things because uh, what happened in the diesel, uh, steampunk community, or at least in the Netherlands, uh, was that a lot of artists started to really get uh, fed up with... Um, it, well, let me try to, to uh, tell a different way. We've got a lot of um, former goths in the steampunk. A lot of the neo-Victorian, dark, yeah. Edgar Allan and Poe goths. And, you know, they really... And, like one of them said, there are only so many uh, shades of black. And, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I hope to get him on one day. It's a great guy. 
Um, but you know, and you know, he they got kind of bored with that. And then Steampunk came along. They were like, oh, that's awesome, you know, and they, they could easily transform their neo-Victorian gothic look to Steampunk, you know, just add some gears to it. Um, so, yeah, that's what happened. Um, what happened now is, like, those same people, you know, are like, yeah, we're kind of done with, with the, the Fifty Shades of Brown now. Uh, we want to do something else, and that's why they appreciate me so much, because... Uh, yeah, I have a completely different look on my costumes and, and on what I make than um, the average steampunk. Um, so right now you've got, you you have steampunk designers, you know, big big names that have left the community because, you know, well, we're kind of done with the, with the brown look. Um, yeah. I think the, a lot of a lot of things that um, somebody had defined steampunk as what happens when former goths discover brass. Yeah, that's just, uh, yeah, that's uh, indeed one of the the cliches, one of the memes. Yeah, and I I do think that one of the reasons why it's funny is because it's true. Because well, it, it's not that it's true. It just it it, it looks like it's it's true. Um, yeah, I think that one of the things that really excites me though, in the world of fashion is that there are a lot of people out there who are actually starting from scratch and designing steampunk wear like right out of the box instead of uh, appropriating stuff from um, uh, yard sales and garage sales and um, thrift stores and antique stores and they're actually starting to create stuff from scratch. I think I think that that is a really real exciting thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I really hope that we get to see a lot more of that. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, I, I don't want to spoil anything for, for the upcoming um, Anachronistic Society podcast, but with the entire question, what happens when it goes mainstream? I, I, I think that, that if that ever happens, I think, that it's gonna, I think it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of what, what Joey Masachi is already doing with uh, uh, Bruce. Um, what's his name? Uh, anyway, they they are you know redecorating hotels and stuff like that. So it's it's already kind of happening. And you know, in Germany, you have a number of retro futuristic uh, things, but you you also have are all these these artists that already kind of have the steampunk look, only they don't know it's steampunk. That's that's how a lot of uh, steamers start, you know. Um, I had the honor of visiting uh, somebody yesterday. Um, his uh, name is Manuel, and he has this just wonderful, just mind-blowing collection of antiques, uh, microscopes, medical equipment, medical chairs, scales, uh, taxidermy, even... You know fetuses and uh, you know stuff like that it's mind-blowing you know it even has a secret room believe yeah. it or not and it's you know and he's been doing that he's collecting for over 30 years now and uh, you know it's just the, the 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 atmosphere when you enter that room yeah it's just wow you know it's just mind-blowing it is and I it it, and, it it really is it really is mind-blowing so and, no go ahead yeah but uh, you know and, and then he discovered steampunk after 
30 years and like oh well i've been doing that for for the last 30 years you know and there are a lot of uh, artists that's been making stuff uh which somebody once pointed out to them eh, this reminds me of steampunk and then they started to look it up and before you know what they, they they enter the steampunk community here's a question for you and i i think that it was just like um out of all the people who could who could give me the best answer, you are definitely in the top five of, of all the internet personalities out there. Um, do you think that the uh, the catchphrase or the word retrofuturistic is going to overtake steampunk? Because there are so many people who call themselves steampunk, but the, I don't I don't think they really are. And then when they hear the phrase retropunk or or, or retrofuturist. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. That's me. It's it's more it, it's more of a title that a lot of people I think are grabbing a hold of, and sort of like moving away from calling themselves steampunk. Is that something that you see in Europe, or is or... well, that depends on how big my channel gets, I suppose. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it really depends on on who people listen to, I suppose, because right now steampunk is the, its flagship. You know, that's the flagship of retro futurism. And, uh, well, I found it funny that you already used the term retro punk because I, I kind of invented it for myself. And, and I, but I said, yeah, I'm never going to use it because people don't know it. And now you're using it as well, uh, separate from me, that is. And, you know, I, I think it's funny. But, you know, who knows? It, it really depends. Um, you know, it, it's all about information. Um, you know, it it, 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 really depends for now, for the next five years, uh, steampunk is going to be its flagship. And that is the term people will keep using for a long time. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't know. It's hard to predict. It, it really depends, uh, on, on the, you know, the, the, how how well uh, you know if, if my channel one day if that is even possible would get like two thousand subscribers maybe you know people like me people like you who are or who are using that term um and if that doesn't happen i guess it's very unlikely I know it really it really depends on on a, on a lot of stuff, you know, you know, f like you said, you know, the top five five people can make that difference. Yeah, because the thing is, is that th there's um, there's a community right now that is that is really sort of exploding, um, mm -hmm. and, and it's it sort of gathered up steam. It's been something. It's a trend that I've been following for maybe like the past oh geez, I don't know, four or five years, where uh, there's uh, there's been a lot of push towards towards diesel punk and then of course there's like the uh, the atom punk which is all the retro futuristic stuff from uh the 50s and 60s and um i i think that it, steampunk just does not encapsulate everything that that we're, we're all trying to do no uh, i i totally agree uh i i said it many times like I, I don't consider myself all that much of steampunk but the thing with steampunk is that it has developed that philosophy um you know a, a clear philosophy that i associate with steampunk and i you know the, the, the thing my my issue 
uh, with with uh, things like diesel uh, diesel punk and deco punk and all those kind of punks um you know i don't know what it is right i hear the term i kind of associate i i guess i could associate kind of an aesthetic with it but it's it's really ill-defined and one of the things you see a lot or at least i see a lot is that people conflate diesel punk and steampunk so much like you can see a costume or weapon or, or something like that and uh the one person will say it's steampunk and the other person will say it's diesel punk and you know you see that so much that they that that you know and, and that's one of the reasons why i prefer you know the bland term retro futurism yeah uh, for for the aesthetic because you don't have to have that argument is it retro uh, <clears throat> retro futuristic yes that's it the discussion that's it and, yeah and you know, and when your people are starting to discuss, well, is it deco punk? Is it steampunk? And one of the things I have with deco punk, for instance, you know, people make something inspired by Art Deco, and for me, that's just Art Deco. You know, uh, it, it, there there is no need to invent a new term for it, as far as I'm concerned. If it's not new, there's no need for a new name, and there's nothing wrong with having something inspired by Art Deco, but. Every everyone tries to be unique. Everyone tries to say, "Well, this is, I don't know, a leopard punk because it has dots on it or something." Do, do leopards have dots? I don't know, but Spots. it doesn't matter. You Spots. know, it's you see the same with with uh, stories and and books. And I I think this, I think well, it, it's not really a problem, but it, it could be if this goes too far because. Just think of stores with shelf space. You know, if you've got a shelf for steampunk, where do you do a book that, that is titled Decopunk? Yeah. Where, where, where are you going to put that? You know, you just said, well, it's Decopunk. That must be different from steampunk. And often I read the description and I'm like, no, this looks like just steampunk to me. But people are so fixated on making it unique. And, oh, the time periods... Yeah, you know, which something that that as an historian really annoys me because yeah, people are really obsessed with labels, even in in time. And, and and as an historian, I don't see it because you know continuity and such. You cannot just skip the Middle Ages and and go to the Renaissance. It, it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I, I think that one of the things that I, I want to get Kevin from uh, Girls of Steampunk in here because mm -hmm. and, and have a conversation with him about uh, this phenomenon because I've seen a lot of people get into, like, really nasty fights. I mean, and, and they make it personal with personal attacks yeah. and, and even yeah. so much threats where they're talking about how um, they'll actually report images to Facebook um it's saying that th this doesn't belong here because it's not steampunk where it's just a it's a it's just a, a beautiful woman or a hot chick dressed um in um edwardian or victorian boudoir and it was and, and it was just like if, if it's not if it's not steampunk then it has to get out of here and the thing is is yeah. that well what the what is that all about and, and um you have these like Puritans. They're almost they're like fanatical evangelicals for the 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 church of uh, steampunk, and, right? And they're pu yeah. and they're purists or puritanical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I actually wrote an article on that once on, on my old blog, 
uh, like uh, about Cato. Yes. And, yes. You know, and and well, she 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 does more than just steampunk, um, but uh, you know, it, it's 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 really like oh, I don't like it, so it's not steampunk. Um, you know, it's really about feels over reels, and it's it's something that really bothers me uh, in a lot of things. And um, you know, and that's why I'm. There is no definition for steampunk yet. Uh, like like William said in the Knutsel in the last stream, like probably over 30 years when uh, steampunk is over its heyday, uh, we might have an apt way of, of describing it. But or maybe like you said, maybe we'll just call it retrofuturism, and 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 steampunk is like this thing that was once its flagship. But um, yeah, but people. There are two things about this. Like people really try to want to identify themselves uh, with uh, certain movements or streams, right? Um, you know, and and I'm really careful because uh, you know I, I've seen people get that attached to their hobby they cannot let it go anymore. Um, you know, and when something goes wrong and and, and they're not welcome in their community anymore, or yeah. They, whatever i've seen that happen a number of times with several people and i'm like i don't want to become like that so i always try to you know you know do different things like i do ragtag and i do radio retro future and and maybe in a couple of years i i do something completely different but you know it will always be somehow related to um uh, retro futurism for the the coming well, 10 years at least or so, and who yeah. knows what will happen then and what I get invested then. But, um, you know, I, I really want to prevent that. But people get so hung up, like, I'm steampunk and my vision of steampunk is correct because if uh, that changes, I lose my self-validation or whatever, you know. And uh, I, I think that one of the things that I've noticed as far as a lot of other uh, retro futuristic uh, personalities, I guess I can call them, is that mm -hmm. they are really trying to be very, <clears throat> very possessive of a lot of their work, obviously, because you have every right to defend your work and claim your work and, and really get into, like, if anybody tries to hijack your work or claim it for yourself or use images without their permission, that, that I totally understand. But there Absolutely. are some pe there are some people out there, and um, uh, I, I want to be careful here because somebody I I had used an image from Cato's site um, mm -hmm. without anybody's permission, and I thought that since that that person that model herself posted um, this image of herself on um, uh, on Girls of Steampunk, then I thought that it was okay to use for mm -hmm. a banner that I that I created and I took a lot of crap from that and a lot mm -hmm. of people had 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 brought up Cato's name saying that oh you know Cato doesn't appreciate that Cato hates that and it was just like and a lot of people have tried to hijack Kevin's um, group girls of girls of steampunk to the point where they even used the exact name girls of steampunk for their own group trying to confuse people into thinking well, okay. That, that that was, you know. I thought it was Cato's group, but uh, apparently I was wrong. Yeah, apparently it's like there's there's 
there's like um, uh, there was Kevin's group. Kevin was the originator of Girls of Steampunk, and then somebody else created one because I, I guess maybe I, I'm not really sure what the background is, but I think that somebody felt as if um, the original um, Girls of Steampunk wasn't giving enough credit to mm-hmm. um, steampunkgirls.com or something to that effect. There are a lot of people out there who are very possessive of that, and I would really like to be able to, you know, get some of those, get some of the women from steampunk, mm-hmm. whether it's from steampunkgirls.com, and get people on and, and, and sort of get to the bottom of, of this controversy or see if it actually is a controversy. What's what's all the fuss about? But right, I, I right. do. I do see a lot of, and I call them steampunk evangelists. I think that that's what I'm going to. I'm going to coin that phrase right here and now. <laughs> there are a lot of steampunk evangelists who are are really sort of into. Uh, uh, this is my genre, and mm-hmm. I'm the queen or the king of this genre. And if you right. do anything, you have to clear it with me first, and that right there will kill it. Because you will have that's just the human nature. People rebel up against yeah. anybody. Um, I, I, we have something similar uh, in, in the in the Dutch community where certain people have um, like pulled certain aspects of the community to them. Um, so yeah, uh, the, I know the problem, and yeah, I, I don't know. I know sometimes I kind of feel like the the, the, the cosplay community uh, in the Netherlands uh, kind of disowned me, so I'm, I'm just sticking on my own turf uh, for that reason. And well, quite frankly, I'm happier that way. Yeah, I yeah, you know what? That's that's exa- that's that happened to me because um, I was in a cosplay community that cosplays for just one specific character. Mm-hmm. And I got to the point whereas, and I made a couple of observations that really sort of made me um, sort of like persona non grata. The first observation that I ma- that I made is is that what happens to the people who like reach the top of Everest in this hobby? What if they have everything for this one particular cosplay? Like they have everything for this one specific character. They have every hat, they have every coat, they have every shirt, every pants, every gun belt, every holster, every web belt, all the shoes. And the thing is that they've completed their entire kit. And then they have nothing to talk about. And the thing is, it goes in one or two directions. It either goes into, um, well, now what are we doing? Now where are we going? Where are Mm -hmm. we displaying this? What conventions are we going to? What sets are we recreating? What sets are we rebuilding for this one particular character? And then there's the other group of people who um, they start to eat each other, whereas they take every little every little joke, every little slight and and they go on what I call witch hunts and and they get on this jihad or this crusade to get that person expelled from the rest of the group. And because they did something that, I mean, a couple of years ago, you would have just laughed it off as ha ha. But since you have nothing to talk about, now you're going to fixate on this one person in particular who slighted you or is like is rude and condescending to the rest of the group. And now we're going to try and do everything we can to get that one person out of the group. And then, yeah, maybe it's uh, it's one thing, but um, one thing that I noticed and I think. You know, uh, because I hear a lot of negativity about uh, the the cosplay, 
Um, yeah. And I need to emphasize that we have we, we separate steampunk from the the anime pop culture cosplay here in yeah. uh, the Netherlands at least. Um, it there are two kind of uh, subcultures here, very separate from each other. And um, yeah, it's uh, but but one thing I I'm really trying to emphasize with people I speak to is like when you have a big group um who's just doing steampunk but doesn't have a um specific activity they do um which usually should be in my mind uh, entertainment or something among those lines you know what is your group really doing you've got a lot of people putting down a tent dress up then what they're gonna do yeah. What you often see is like they're, they're sitting in front of their tents doing quote unquote steampunk. And that's it. That that's that's what they're doing. And you know, and from the first moment I, I joined such a camp, I had something this is not what I'm gonna do with my hobby. I had done reenactment by the time for twelve years, and we always had something to do. And if I wasn't making a chainmail or polishing my equipment or maintaining my stuff or, you know, telling people about the weapons that we have or preparing for the battle that's coming or other forms of demonstrations, you know, you were resting because you needed your rest then. And, you know, here we, you don't have, have those activities. You're dressed up. That's the kind of entertainment I see a lot. I don't call it entertainment, by the way, but that's what I see a lot. And, you know, a, I was like, yeah, I, I'm not going to do that. And and that's why I created Ragtag. Yes. And, and now I now I have the, 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 the Radio Retro Future um, uh, uh, group. And the reason why that is so important is because what are those people going to do all day? They're going to sit under a tent yeah now what they're gonna do are they gonna talk about you know the, the finer details of steampunk no of course not they're gonna gossip exactly and then what's gonna happen you know that's when the big huge fights begin and that's when yeah. they start to eat each other it's it, it all, all when groups get too big they they either splinter off and go in different directions or they start yeah. to cannibalize each other for excitement and yeah. and I think that that that's that's human nature. It happens in countries, and it happens in politics and government. Um, and it, it even it even happens in um, in Hollywood. Whereas is that you have this one beloved actor that everybody can't get enough of, and then a couple of years later they just go after that person. I wonder if the whole thing with Bill Cosby has something to do with that. So uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, I I don't know. Uh, the, the, the... You know, they say there are a lot of uh, false uh, rape claims in between there. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. There's something going you know? on there, but it, it just seems like you can only be on top for, for, for too long. And, you know, and it, when you're on top for too long, that's when all the people beneath you start to go after you and tear you down so they can be on the top. But, mm -hmm. you know, no, yeah. nobody rem remains on top for everything. And, and everything is reciprocal. Um, what, what do you, what do you think is in the future for retro futurism? I know it sounds crazy. It sounds like a crazy question. What, what do you think is in the future for future uh, retro futurism? 
for retrofuturism. Well, right now it's still on the rise, um, but I think we're now at a critical phase that either we, um, you know, help each other unite and you know, you know, you know, that sounds kind of uh, how to how to put this, you know, like um, what we we got to look at our community and say, well, what do we need more of? How do we present ourselves to to the world? And I don't think, um, you know, steampunk groups that are just steampunk groups, they're, they're not going to make a difference. We need to provide something. We need to provide real entertainment, something people will cherish, people will come back for. Because, you know, if they want to see steampunk, all they have to go do uh, is go to the internet. But we want to, we need to make uh, the audience want to see, you know, the actual steampunk, you know, the real machines. Yep. And, you know, that, that is something we need to promote. We need to, you know, get those artists together and start, you know, doing bigger projects. Like, and then show this is what we can do. You know, we've got so many great minds, so many great engineers. And, you know, in Germany, uh, I, in November, I hope to have somebody on who organizes real expedition, uh, exhibitions uh, with, with Tesla coils that can make music and, and stuff like that. You know, something that people will remember. Yes. And that is something we need to, you know, we, we, we need more never was halls and, and, and stuff like that. We need that is where we we need to work on um you know um and and you know try and leave a mark i think that's that's important before we go you know one, the, the thing is and why i i i started blogging and, and and now doing my youtube channel is on the course we're going right now steampunk could be a come a dead end yeah i i want to prevent that i do too that's that is something you know and 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 we so we need to find that and that's what i'm I'm looking forward to do with my channel to to get some people together and we're gonna do a a, a podcast that brings both the steampunk and the mainstream together like we'll talk about i don't know the the, the new ghostbusters movie yeah. and some steampunk so that the 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 mainstream audience will have that you know but they also will find, you know, the steampunk. Like, oh, I want to learn more about that. I that, think, that, that yeah. is something. That's the gap we we need to fill right now. We need to create that bridge. I think that we have so many people who are making so many great costumes and so many great props, and it's almost like we're we're all getting to, uh, we're all getting together to make this really great movie, but nobody's written the script yet. I would mm -hmm. like to I would like to see all of these people get together and make some media whether it's a um a a mini series for um uh YouTube or Netflix even um I would actually I, I would like to actually see a lot of the talented people get together and actually create um an epic some yep. kind of like great saga that has something to do with steampunk dieselpunk retropunk whatever and, yep. and create something that you could have on a disc forever and say, this is, this is steampunk. This is retropunk. This is retrofuturism. And well, I couldn't agree more. Ha, you know, and I, I, and here's another idea. 
why not people get together and do uh, like uh, like Shakespeare, like um, steampunk D, uh, Shakespeare, steampunk mm -hmm. Shakespeare. Yeah, for example. That, that, you know, I think that... I, I've, had, I've had such a project once. Uh, actually, I, I still have the script somewhere, you know, and uh, it's also why I started getting stuff for for ragtech to begin with so but you know the the, the thing is that um yeah people went in very enthusiastically but when you know they actually needed to do stuff it didn't happen and uh yeah. I, I really became really jaded about that uh, yeah. i will tell you and and you know and then i'm like yeah well apparently the only person i can count on is myself always yeah, and so I, 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 I'm really looking for those people I can trust to uh, sit this through, you know. And that's why I'm so happy with RagTech, because it has attracted that kind of people. But these people are all from outside Steampunk. You know, these people had no affiliation with Steampunk whatsoever. Yeah. But they joined RagTech anyway. And I'm, I'm still attracting those kind of people. Yeah, keep at it. And uh, so, yeah, like, you know, they, they see the, 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 the style, they see what we do, and they're like, yeah, I want to be part of that. And But I, I don't see that coming from within the steampunk community, or at least not enough, I should say, because obviously there are some steamers who have done some, some work for me yeah uh, without, you know, wanting anything in return. So I do have to say that, but... You know, I, I I can trust them with, you know, other than you know, make one thing for me. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, unless money is involved. I and hear you. Uh, I, I hear mommy with her sewing machine. That's yeah. You know that behind behind every great steampunker is a parent with a sewing machine. You know, <laughs> that's how it feels sometimes. So yeah. So while we wrap this up. Um, Let's just tell everybody again where we can find your stuff on YouTube. Um, yeah, uh, well, my channel is called uh, Radio Retro Future. Uh, Retro Future uh, is one word. Um, so, yeah, that uh, if you look for that and combine it with something like steampunk um, or like people that were on the show like Dave Lee, uh, Doey Marsachi, Chris Arendt, Brad Steen King, um yeah you should be able to find it and i'm sure you can uh, put uh, a link down in the description as well absolutely i certainly will um and how about a link yeah. to your blog and, uh, send me you know what send, uh, send me a link to your blog too so we so um we can we can link back to all the articles that we referenced uh, okay. yeah sure no problem um and also i uh finished uh, i launched my patreon today oh so. that's great yeah, so if people want to support uh, that, um, I hope to, you know, uh, use that money to, first of all, improve uh, my equipment, uh, pay for my now more expensive internet connection. Yeah. And, um, so all that stuff. And uh, I hope to, do, you know, um, uh, pay artists for commissions because I also want to do some informational videos, but I would like to have a fitting um, um, picture for that, you know? That sounds great. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, with that Patreon, you not only support me, but you can also support, you know, other people. So I can go to them and say, could you make this for me or, or stuff like that. Um, of course I, uh, will, I also will, uh, people who are a Patreon will also, uh, get, uh, to see the shows first. Um, we all can do some private shows or some private hangouts. So, uh, yeah, they can talk to to people they otherwise wouldn't be able to talk to, or get in contact with uh, so easily. Um, so yeah, and if people have other ideas for rewards or, or concept or whatever, uh, you know, when you're Patreon, you uh, you have a direct link to me. So absolutely, send me all those links, and I'll put them put them on the show page for you. Will do. Will do. All right. So anyway. Uh, we, we've we've reached the mark. We've reached the point of the show where um, I get to thank you for, for coming on the Fedora Chronicles radio show. Super My special. Pleasure. And um, like I said, uh, keep an eye on the show page, and we're going to have links to... Um, uh, Dunkart lexicons. Dunkart. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> really need to get that extra rate <laughs> at one time. Get, get links to Dunkart's lexicons pages, and um, everybody check out his work. And it's not it's not just steampunk. It's 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 retro punk. It's retro futurism. And everybody needs to check him out and keep an eye open for um, all of uh, all of his uh, podcasts and radio shows that he does on YouTube. They're not really radio shows. They're more like they're just they're just really nice. They're, they're like chats. They're like campfire chats or yeah. fireplace chats with like minded people. So. Anyway, once again, thanks for being on the show, and we will no definitely we will pleasure. definitely have you on again soon, and uh, we'll also bring in some other guests. How's that? Yeah, no problem, no problem. We can do the same on my channel. So, absolutely, yeah. and help each other out. Absolutely, help absolutely. each other out and get everybody on everybody else's show and make this and just take over pop culture. I that's <laughs> that's my goal. <laughs> yes, we'll we'll be the apostles of retro <laughs> Exactly, exactly. All right, there. Once again, this has been the Fedora Chronicles Radio Show. You can support us by making a donation via PayPal.me/FedoraChronicles. We thank you in advance for any support you have to offer. You're the reason why we do this show, and we appreciate your help in keeping the lights on. You can also support the show by buying our products at Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. We have countless of products with our logos on them, and we also take special requests. If you have an idea for a product, design, slogan, whatever, let us know. You can get in touch with us via the Fedora Chronicles Twitter and Facebook pages. That's a great way to suggest future topics, tell us what you like about the show, or just keep in touch. We'll even read some of your comments on the air. Finally, thank you once again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. This is Eric Renderking Fisk signing off. Keep your chins up and your fedoras on. <laughs>